0: Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace.
1: And welcome to this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Hello, I am your host, Mark. So happy you've joined me as we continue this journey into understanding safety and understanding how it's part of leadership and I think that's important. That's one of the most important things we look at is how do we keep our people safe, and how do we do it in a way that's meaningful, as if protecting people's lives wasn't meaningful. It is, but can we do more? Can we engage it further? Can we make it really create that difference? So in the news, um, I was really interested in one news story, and this was just about a week ago, a little bit over. I saw it and. Kind of held on to it and really had to think about it a little bit about how one to approach it and so United Airlines uh, in the news again. So if you recall, they were in the news for they had a issue with uh, whistleblower activity where people were complaining about the the smells, carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide. the The, the flight attendants were concerned about it. They had found that they had been uh, unjustly forced to use vacation or sick time, Um, very minor penalty, but the fact that it was a penalty really spoke a lot about the whistleblowers and the fact that there was retaliation for reporting a safety issue. Uh, Around that exact same time, they had someone ingested into an engine um, so they had someone get too close and lost their life being pulled through the engine of the plane. And now um, basically the FAA hit them with a pretty significant fine, basically over safety checks that they uh, hadn't been doing certain safety checks. And they did say they updated everything immediately, and, but they hadn't been doing them for quite some time. And they claim there was redundancies. They claim they were approved. So there's a lot there in the news that really claim what what it is. But what's interesting to me is the fact that it's there. After everything else that has happened, from a leadership standpoint, why not all hands running towards safety? Why are more safety things coming uncovered? That's the concerning part, is that it just keeps coming. And when you look at a culture and you look at something that's that's like that, you have to question how many data points until it's real, until there is the proverbial, there's smoke, is there fire? And at first, one data point, two data points, three data points. Now, of course, there is two sides to everything. The news story absolutely says that There are, they're contesting it, they're looking into it, that there were things, of course, they have to investigate, they have to understand it, and all of these accounts. There's always two sides to that story. But the fact that there's a story, three times, about safety, about culture, about leadership, about retaliation, this in the news is concerning when you see this. And this is, they are big company They are able to be seen. These things are big deals, but this is happening a lot and it's concerning that there are places that this is normal too normal for people to report an issue, be told, no, we're not going to do anything. And if you keep reporting, there'll be consequences or we'll just tell you to go home and we'll dock you your sick time or your vacation time. That's scary. And really shouldn't be that way. It should be that if you report it, we do something about it, or we're doing every safety check, even even if we think we don't need it, or even if we think we were approved at some point years ago to not do it. It's interesting that when you start to have these safety issues that you don't go for it, you become what I will call the, uh, just got done reading a book called mindset. You probably have seen some of the postings I've put. If you follow me on LinkedIn or Facebook, I've been putting quotes out there from, as I, you, you can tell what I'm reading. Let me take a step back. You can tell what I'm reading because that's what I'm posting about online. Um, cause I get, I get fired up about whatever I'm reading evidently and just have to share it with the world. Um, so, I've been reading this book about being a fixed mindset or an open mindset and how that changes. And this is a fixed mindset. It's good enough. We've done everything we should. So instead of changing, we fight. We'll turn it around and we'll say, no, no, no. We're gonna do it. We're gonna keep doing exactly what we're doing. We're gonna keep fighting it. We're gonna keep doing the exact same thing over and over and over again because we're good enough. And, and they put in there, our highest priority is safety. Um, those who debate wordage and, and verbiage and how we say things in the safety world, that's a great statement, but it's also one that has flawed fundamentally for a long time because priorities in a business change. That's well known. Your priority from day to day, moment to moment, can change. Your values If you look at the work of Brene Brown, if you look at the work of uh, a lot of other authors out there, values do not change. Your value is your DNA. It's who you are. It's what you do every day. It's how you conduct your life and your business. Your priorities will change, but your values will not. So when they say safety is our highest priority, I question that. Because if it was, would these fines have happened? And we see that a lot. You are listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast with Dr. Mark French. How many other times do we, unfortunately, as safety people, we're looking through the news, looking for relevant articles to prove that what we do is real, which we know it is, but we still have to show there's inherent value in what we're doing and trying to get people's attention with how we're doing it. And a lot of times we look through news articles, and we it's easy, unfortunately, to find catastrophic incidents, fatalities, terrible things that happen to good people every day in the workplace. And every time there is some statement... Um, in there from the company that is along the lines of safety is our highest priority, or we care about safety or safety is number one. You'll see that corporate statement come from their PR department. And I read a great blog article by Jordan Barab, And one time he questioned that he goes, really, if it was really that important, would that have ever happened or would you have changed? Or would there be dramatic difference in what you're doing now Then later, what would change? How would it be different? How would it be better? And how would that have even happened if that was truly your priority, 100% that you were involved and excited and and focused on safety? And so I come back to that statement here. And I look at these three incidents as three data points and think, wow, there's, that's a lot more data points than I would want for an organization. Uh, Not to say that you can't have a stretch of bad luck, not to say that you can't have a lot of undercurrent of culture that could lead to publicity that's not so favorable. And that culture has to find a way to be changed. But again, it all begins with a single step. Let's talk about how do we change that? How do we look at that culture? How do we overcome it? How do we make those changes in just a moment when we come back? After this break. TSDA Consulting: Learn you, lead others. The Myers Briggs Type Indicator is an amazing tool. The problem is that it can be easily misinterpreted. Doctor Mark French is MBTI certified and ready to help you discover your inner strengths. The MBTI assessment can help with team building, stress management, communication, conflict management, and so much more. Individual and group sessions are available to help you discover what makes you great. For more information, visit us on the web at tsdaconsulting.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So we're talking about, in the news, a company had three unfortunate safety events. Safety is the highest priority what is going on? If this is happening within an organization, let's talk about how we turn it around. Let's look at us. let's project ourselves in that situation. as safety people, what do we do? One, I'm concerned. Well, I'm not sure the voice of safety is reaching the upper echelon of the organization. I don't think the C-suite cares and that's scary. And there's, it's really hard. If you don't have that support there to make the change, to develop the culture. It's, it's a tough. It's a very, very, very tough road from there. Um, not impossible, but tough. And again, I'm not assuming about this organization. I'm now creating our, our fictional world and where we could make a change. And it begins with listening to our team, like really looking at the risk, all hands. Let's talk about how do we prevent any of this from happening again? How do we go back and review all of our safety checks that anything we've gotten rid of or think are redundant, do we need to go back and reinstate them? Or do we need to go back and check them to make sure they're still as relevant and as good as they are? A lot of times it's just going back and validating. It's that plan, do, check, act that may be in place, but let's assume it's not. So you plan that, hey, we don't need this anymore. It's redundant. You do it. You put it into place. You get feedback. You see if it's working. Uh, you, you then check, which I'm not sure what's happened there. Is it still good? Evidently, it wasn't because there was a fine. So what changed? Why did we miss it? Where in the review process, and this is systemic, not just this one thing. You have to go back and look now at your entire system and say, where did we implement something? Where did we not go back and check it to make sure that it was Exactly where it should be, or it's still functioning the way that it should be functioning. Where did we miss it? And then you make the adjustments as necessary. Maybe it's a rotation to where every so many years that has to be reviewed if we've changed a checklist that maybe it's annually for three years, then it's every three years, then maybe it's every five years if nothing changes. That's a cycle. And yes, that takes effort to manage it, especially if you have a huge document library. There's some amazing softwares that can help. And in most cases, having someone running that system is well worth it because they save you from things like this. And of course, that job doesn't seem important until it's important, kind of like safety, unfortunately. So the culture has to realize that we see that. If there's been a major incident, what are we doing about it? If there's whistleblower claims that we're getting retaliation, What are we doing about it? How are we opening up the world? And if our slogan isn't working, if it's just words on paper and we're not living it, what needs to change? And why is it just words on paper? Why even waste your time putting words on paper if you're not going to worry about it? It looks great. And I am very critical. I guess I'm a critical-minded human being um, (laughs) with a lot of things. I see that especially in sustainability statements where companies will – at one time that was the big thing. You needed a sustainability statement. You needed a green statement. You needed to show that you were committed to doing better with your environmental policies. And they wrote a beautiful policy that really led to nothing but a webpage that had a lot of green and trees and happiness and birds and it was beautiful pages their web designers did a fantastic job put a lot of effort into writing this to sound great and there was zero action I see that with safety sometimes unfortunately and isn't and it it bothers me when I see things that safety is our number one priority well do you have someone there that's that really understands safety we're like oh man about to get on a soapbox aren't I um (laughs) (laughs) about you undervalue your, that, that profession. And I've seen it. I've seen where any, everybody looks at you and goes, Oh, it's just common sense. Anything. You can just do safety. No, no, no. There's more to it. There's a lot more to it. I'm not going to begin to debate that now, but do you have someone competent that's running and being the real conscience of your company? And have you empowered that conscience to say more than just, yes, sir. It's tough. That is probably one of the hardest things that I had to learn in my career was the ability to say no and maybe lose my job because I've said no rather than doing the the right thing or the, I guess the, the, the responsible thing. I, I don't even know what it would be, but to keep my mouth shut and just go yes and, and be the player instead, I'm unfortunately can't help myself. And it's put me in some very interesting predicaments throughout my career. And if you go back and listen to episode 100, you can hear about my career anyway. So where do we change that culture? Where do we turn it around? And it it, again, it begins with that fundamental, open it up, admit we something happened, and let's see where we can get feedback of where we can change. I think that's the most important part is show that you're actively listening. And that's So many companies, they'll do feedback surveys, they'll do all this stuff and it leads to punishment rather than actual change. And it's that stubbornness, it's that mindset, that fixed mindset that we're good enough as we are rather than actually accepting the fact that we probably are not perfect and we could use some feedback and we can change and feedback isn't easy I am one of the worst about it. Like if you tell me I'm doing something wrong, the first hint in my mind is I failed. I'm a terrible human being and I can't believe I would make such a mistake. And I've had to teach myself to stop that. And okay, if you want to get upset, fine, Mm, but move on, learn. And I'm still not great at that. I'll be honest. I'm not great at that. I try and I want to, but we have to learn from it. We have to take that feedback, open up ourselves, become the hardest part of listening. And here's another quote I've posted is, is that once you actually open yourself up to listening, it's all about vulnerability. Are you now willing to become vulnerable? Are you willing to open up your mind and your heart to what you're hearing and take some kind of action about it? Man, that's a tough one, but I hope things change for this organization that, that in the news there. Hope you'll join me on my Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube account now, uh, Instagram. I've even got a TikTok. Mm, Wow, I'm everywhere. But I hope you'll join me. Go to my webpage, You From there, you can find all the links. I hope you'll go sign up. I'm actually thinking about doing some giveaways for my Facebook page at some point. Thinking about that one. So you might want to go there and uh, like it. So maybe you can uh, jump in there. But I really appreciate you joining me. And until next time we chat. Stay safe.
0: Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.